Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan, over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to, and downloaded the Qalam Podcast. Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And inshallah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqah Jariyah. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q-A-L-A-M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are insha'Allah, bi'idnillah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqah jariyah for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillah wa alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. I'm sorry about that terrible sound. That's my voice. Um, so inshallah, hopefully you can tolerate it. Um, <clears throat> today we're going to continue on, of course, with our series, Paths to Peace, where we are exploring the concept and the ideas of in the mention also of salam, peace, tranquility, tamanina, serenity, sakina within the Quran. Today we're going to touch on ayan, surah number 16, surah An-Nahl, ayah number 112. In this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us an example, a parable. Allah says, وَدَرَبَ اللَّهُ مَثَلًا and Allah presents to you an example. Allah presents an example. An example of what? Qaryatan. Allah gives you the example of a town, a city. Kanat aminatan mutma'innatan. This city used to be a place that was secure, it was safe. And number two, this city enjoyed a sense of contentment, satisfaction. There was a certain fulfillment, happiness, serenity for the people who lived in this town. The sustenance of this town used to come very, very abundantly from all different places. From all different kinds of places, people would bring different kinds of sustenance, supplies to this town. So this town enjoyed safety, security. It was not under attack. There was not a threat of an enemy. It also had a very good culture, lifestyle, quality of life, so that the people really felt content and satisfied living there in that town. And number three, 
is that there was no concern about where the next meal was going to come from. There was a sense of food security there. And Allah had provided abundant, generous provisions to the people of that town. It would come from all different places. There's actually a very fascinating statement that some of the hukama and the uqala, the Islamic philosophers, they would say, ثَلَاثَةٌ لَيْسَ لَهَا نِهَايَةٌ There are three things that one can never have enough of. There are three things that one can never have enough of. الْأَمْ Safety, security. الصِحَة Good health, well-being. وَالْكِفَايَةٌ and a sense of economic or financial security where you're not worried about where food is going to come from. So Allah is telling us in this parable, in this ayah, ayah number 112 of Surah 16, there was this town that enjoyed all three of these things. But then what happened? فَكَفَرَتْ فَكَفَرَتْ بِأَنْعُمِ But then this town, and this town is being personified because either it's talking about all the inhabitants of the town or even a majority of the inhabitants of the town. But it's personifying the whole city, the whole town. This town then committed the most egregious act, the most severe crime. And that was the act that was the crime of ingratitude. Ingratitude. فَكَفَرَتْ بِأَنْعُمِ There's a nuance here that all the scholars of tafsir, they point out. I'd like to point it out, but it's going a little bit into the weeds. It's kind of technical, but I'll try to simplify. Stay with me. In the Arabic language, a blessing is called ni'mah. Ni'mah. Ni'mah is a blessing. The word blessing, ni'mah, has two different plurals. It has two different plurals. There is ni'am, that is a plural, and an'um, that's another plural. So the same word has two separate plurals. Unlike the English language that we're used to, typically, the most common form is you, got a, you have a word, you add an s to the end and it becomes a plural. In the Arabic language it's not so simple. There's a kind of a plural that's like that, Jama'a Salim. But the actually probably what's more frequent in the language is that you have a singular word and then that singular word's form is changed, altered. That word is bent, twisted, folded over and then that's the plural form. So this word has not one but two kinds of plurals, two separate plurals. Now, one would think, maybe it's a potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Right? Ni'mah means blessing. Ni'am and an'um. Both of them mean blessings, blessings, same to same. Right? Bah, way too many people laughed at that. But, <laughs> so, um, but it's just, the same thing, no difference. Or, there is a difference. And in the Arabic language, typically the rule is that there is a significance, there is a difference. One plural has a slightly different feel, has a slightly different flavor. 
than the other plural. And over here the distinction is, an'um, that plural, the one in this verse, is called jamu'u qillah. It's the smaller plural. Because in the Arabic language, three or more is plural. Three or more is plural. So they say that from three to ten, three to nine, is called jamu'u qillah, it's a small plural. It's, you know, you can count it on two hands, as we say. And then anything ten or beyond is called jamu'u kathra. It's a big plural. You need more than your two hands to count it. The word in this verse, now to bring it back, if I haven't lost everybody yet, to bring it back, the word in this verse is the small plural. Allah says that this town, this village, this city, these people, they committed the worst crime. What was the crime? They were ungrateful. What were they ungrateful about? They were not ungrateful about, they were not like excessively ungrateful. They were minimally ungrateful. They were ungrateful just about a handful of things. They didn't appreciate only a handful of Allah's blessings. But that was enough. And this is contrary to the message that we typically hear in Ramadan. This is, this is contrary to the message that you typically hear from this pulpit. We talk about the mercy of Allah, the forgiveness of Allah, second chances, third chances, eighth chances. But this verse is saying, Allah gave them. Like we talked about. The blessings of safety, security, health, well-being, economic, financial, safety, security, prosperity. We gave them the world. We gave them everything. All they had to do, they didn't have to be perfect. They didn't have to pray all the time. They didn't have to give half their wealth away in charity. None of that. They just had to do one thing. You know how they say you had one job. They had one job, and that was be grateful. Be grateful. We're not perfect creatures, by no stretch. We're not even always good. We're bad half the time. But the one thing that Allah wants, that Allah demands, is that we be grateful. Just be grateful. And that's what they did. فَكَفَرَتْ بِأَنْعُمِ اللَّهِ they were ungrateful for just a handful of the blessings of Allah. And what happened? It washed it all away. Allah afflicted them. Allah afflicted them. And Allah uses a very severe word. Allah made them taste the garment, the covering, the cloak of starvation and fear. Starvation and fear. And Allah doesn't say that Allah just put that on them. He made them feel it. He made them wear it. Because starvation and fear are the kind of things that can destroy a person from the inside out. It hollows a person out. It eats at the soul of a person. Starvation and fear. That's why there's that statement, that expression that some have said is a hadith, but there's discussion about its authenticity. But nonetheless, it is a statement of the early generations 
Poverty can become disbelief. Poverty can lead a person to disbelief. And so here Allah is saying, Allah afflicted them. Allah punished them. By, by draping them, covering them in starvation and fear. May Allah protect us all. But Allah says, Bima kanu yasna'un. Allah didn't do this to them in the sense of like, don't blame Allah. This was a direct result of what they chose to do. And it wasn't that Allah created them in starvation and fear and then said, find a way to be grateful. Find a way to be thankful. And then when they weren't able to do it, then it's like, okay, well, you failed. No, no, no. Allah created them in peace, tranquility, serenity, stability, ease, comfort, satisfaction, fulfillment. And all He said was, be grateful. And when they weren't able to do that, then they were ruined. And so the lesson from this particular ayah that mentions this concept of tamanina, contentment, fulfillment, satisfaction. The lesson here is that the way to achieve it is to become grateful to Allah. To gain, to develop an attitude of gratitude. And the way to maintain the peace, the tranquility, the serenity, the fulfillment that you have, that you enjoy, is to always remain grateful to Allah. We won't be perfect all the time. We will definitely have good days and bad days. That is our nature. We have good days and bad days. But the one thing we can always do is remain grateful to Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the ability to practice everything we've said and heard. May Allah always keep us grateful to Him. May Allah protect us from the disease of ingratitude. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanakallah wa bihamdik. Nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta, nasaghfiruka wa natubu ilayka.